Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 8th of June 2012. Newcomers, I always suggest you help yourself to the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com because it's over well over a thousand free audios for download and uh, you can start to understand the system you're born into. It's very deceptive, of course it's meant to be, it's not a new technique that's been used. There's been sciences down through the ages where people would advise kings on how to control the minds of masses, whole nations of people. Today it's even more perfected, of course, with the constant, uh, they don't even need to, uh, focus groups anymore. They've got all your Twitters and all your chat going all the time, and that's what you really pay for. Uh, all the free programs that you go onto with your details and put up your data, like Facebook, goes right to all these organizations that monitor you, and they know what you're thinking, and they know what you need to can be controlled in this way or that way or whatever way, micro-adjustment. So we live in a very, very controlled society by a system set up a long time ago by those who decided that they already ruled the world, which pretty well they did, by the cash that they, they was, was owed to them from every nation across the planet, even as far back as the 1800s. And they decided to get academia on board with them, all the scientists on board with them, con the public, and even train the public to be good little producing citizens uh, at school, of course. That's what school is for. In fact, that's why school time, you're, you're sort of eight or nine to four or five o'clock is time, like work hours to get you used to working straight from school to work, to work in your system, you understand. So... We've all been brought up in it. Your parents thought it was normal, and everybody else thought it was normal to your grandparents even. And even the wars, you'll find that the main wars are all planned sometimes 50 years down the road. 50 years down the road, no kidding. And the big boys like to write about their plans when they retire from politics or, or high positions in government, including the military. And they boast about the world. Uh, councils that they sit upon and uh, the, and how they really brought things to be. We're living through a planned society, a planned script basically, including the cultural changes and they even boast about the way that they do change the culture often uh, mainly through television and fiction actually. It's the best tool that they've got. When you put something out with an emotional impact to a particular scene, they can make you believe anything and that will stay with you. It imprints in the mind and then you're set to a default position. Generally, it make you feel guilt or bad about thinking negative about anybody else, you see. So, help yourself to the audios. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you, and you can help me get by by buying the books and this at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You can also donate and from the U.S. to Canada. You can use personal checks still, and you can use an international postal money order still from the post office. Uh, you can use cash, and you can use PayPal as well. Across the world, Western Union is what you're left with, and uh, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. Remember, as I say, straight donations, straight donations are really, really welcome. What I do is tend to go through the big organizations, the big banks that created the foundations, uh, which really are char- so-called free charitable foundations, tax-free, exempt, and all that stuff. 
And in reality, they are the real uh, parallel government. That's what they're called. That's what they call themselves, the parallel government, the real government, in fact, because you'll find they create societies uh, and all the politicians must belong to these societies to even be thought of to run for election. If you're not on, on the ticket, you certainly won't get a mention anywhere. So we're run again by uh, organizations, uh, very, very uh, well-funded organizations via the foundations. The foundations also fund thousands of non-governmental organizations uh, to, to make you all go green and all that kind of stuff and be PC. So we don't have democracy. We didn't, never ever actually had it. And it's becoming very evident, at least in the most people. Now, that's, that's a miracle, actually, that they're actually seeing it for the first time. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. Talking about the system, as I say, I tried to tie in the past and the big plan from the Royal Institute of International Affairs and uh, all of its spawn-off organizations of Council on Foreign Relations, even the European Council on Foreign Relations group as well. Every politician in it in, in Europe is a member of this. So they're all sewn up across the whole planet. India has a membership as well. Every country across the world has membership. And you have to be a member to, to run and even get considered uh, to be a president or prime minister. And Quigley uh, himself, who was the historian for the group, said the same darn thing in his own books. Uh, and he also said that you've never had a person who doesn't belong to this group since the late 1800s. So we're living in a big fantasy, of course. That's what politics is. Every politician is prepackaged. You, just like music or, or acting, uh, you hire, if you can afford it, you hire professional marketing groups who come in and they make your image for you. Uh, all prepackaged, it's all photo ops, etc. And they do all the different opinion polls. Now, of course, they can do it all pretty well with computer before they had focus groups coming in. And they try to get into the minds of the public. Uh, the public's a very, it's very vague when you get into the minds of the public in a sense because they, uh, they often can't articulate what they actually want. The only know is that they're ha- unhappy in some way. And these guys, these professionals find out what they actually want and present a, an image of it to them doesn't mean you're going to get anything back, but the image is there. And they can recreate your whole persona for you. Uh, it's quite astonishing. And the public never, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, they never catch on to it. Margaret Thatcher, for instance, was like, had a squeaky voice, very fast-talking, kind of high-pitched. And um, they brought in the same crew that created the, the image for Ronald Reagan from the U.S. to do Thatcher. And they did her hair and everything and a quick, complete makeup job. And they also taught her how to speak slow and like that, you will see. And, uh, and to, of course, then after it was up to her script writers that were given to her as well. And get a complete a new image, a complete makeover, they call it. If you want to be a star, same thing too. You can hire them even as a business. And they come in and they create the image for you. What's lacking in what's out there? Where's the, where's the market not being fulfilled? And you create an image for a person, bring on the marketers to work with them, professionals, and they'll completely make you over and launch you and have your name all over the world. It's quite easy to do if you've got the cash or the right people are backing you up. And it's the same with politicians too. And I've kept out of uh, American politics basically because I, it's a lot of nonsense. I've always known this stuff. 
and I've watched the Patriots uh, circuits for years, uh, they always give a leader. I've, I've told people this many times, they always give you a leader to follow. And they say all the, 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 the sort of, um, the words that are imprinted in your mind, basically. They'll say them all the right little things. Constitution's mentioned often, uh, the Federal Reserve, etc. And suddenly, you don't see much anymore, the, the people follow you. And then you always get let down at the end. Always. Always. It's always the same story. It's never been any different. It's always a con game because, you see, they're all members of high organizations. They're all Masons, by the way, too. All Masons. And it's interesting that Ron Paul, for instance, is thrown in with Romney. And um, and Romney is a, a Mormon, and every Mormon is a Mason. Because you, once you're a male, you get up to the elect position, and you go through the Masonic rituals there. So it's it's astonishing that the people all follow and follow, and then the fighter that you've backed, the the boxer, uh, basically, uh, you know, he 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 just doesn't throw in the towel. He 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 just lets go off off the game, and uh, and it all works out the way it was pre-planned to do. And that's how it is. You throw you throw the fight. That's what they used to call it when he didn't fight back at the last minute. And uh, and everybody goes, what happened? What happened? Well, you've been suckered again. That's what happened. And it's always going to happen if you always wait for the man to come along who is always presented to you. And when you go into Ron Paul's, there's many talks and clips up on YouTube. He was for, all for globalism. I don't know if people noticed that. <laughs> he he basically is going through with the same projects as the New American Century were, were all for, including the new monetary system for the world. I don't know if people know that. They wanted a, a, a gold standard monetary system for the world because, you see, the IMF runs on gold standard. And many other things tie in with it as well. But people who are blinded by the occasional words like democracy or, or, or the republic or, or federal reserve and um, uh, patriotism, this buzzwords, you see, that trigger responses in the person emotionally, uh, they don't, they're oblivious to everything else that's going on. And Romney also, of course, he had the, 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 the political action committee that backed him. A lot of ex-members of them were from Romney's team. And they were based in Romney's own area in Salt Lake City. You know. And then, of course, there was also one of his biggest financial backers was Peter Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. And I think he was also Liber- a Bilderberger guy. So, I mean, the signs were all there that he would uh, throw the fight, as you call it, throw the fight. And we couldn't tell because, again, there was a massive campaign pushing him. And people had to be awfully wary about these things. But, again, they have to think for themselves. And you hope they can. Generally, you're disappointed. They don't. They go along like a crowd. And uh, it's, it's like Dirty Harry, you know, or one of these movies of Clint Eastwood. He, he rides into town and, and he cleans it all up for you. And when you're expecting that, you're, you're, you're going for a downfall every time because life doesn't happen that way. You all have to be your own champions. I've said that for years. And they'll keep supplying you every time. How many years have a patriot movements wasted on this nonsense? Even this one man. A man who's a lifer in politics. You don't stay alive in politics unless you're one of the politicians who, know, who knows how to compromise. Never mind getting all his relatives into it too, not just his son.
and then making sure that the right marriages are arranged and all the rest of it with people inside. I mean, standard life for a politician. And every suddenly, suddenly on antidepressants because he, he's, he's shown his hand. Ah. You can never help the people. You know, I've watched them bring forth one after another for the patriot crowd, and the same thing happens for many, many, many years. And there's a whole patriot movement basically geared towards that. And then the next one will make you waste another five years or even if it runs twice in ten years or whatever of your lives, just waiting and waiting and waiting. You've got to catch on to the cons that are going on. If you can't, then it's over, isn't it? It's over. But you cannot put into office or expect to put into office anyone who is a member, a few, quite a few generations on, of masonry. Same with his wife and all of his daughters. And his son will be too. So you can't do it. They're already sworn allegiance to an order that supersedes every other allegiance. So wake up, folks. And uh, all you can say is you hope you don't do it again with the next one they present to you. Now, Part of the whole war, of course, on the people has been the war on the culture. Very big part of it, of course, a very essential part of it. And once again, the general public don't know what's even happening to them because you expect older folk to warn you. And if the older folk don't warn you about the dangers and pitfalls of that which has been thrown at you by design from the top, remember, everything in culture, including pornography, is pushed from the top. If the guys at the top thought it was bad for their plan, they would, it would, believe you me, there would be no porn at all. But so it's helping their plan. Even Plato says that there's no culture comes from the grassroots. It's not allowed because they have their agenda at the top. And so everything must be okayed by those at the top, in other words. And the U.S. has churned out all the, the, the natural, the fictional movies and so on, also has been the capital of the planet for pornography. They've got a massive problem, of course, with AIDS now and all the rest of it. But it's, it's done its work. The whole society is pretty well kaputs now. And people, just like Julian Huxley said a long time ago at UNESCO, when he was head of UNESCO, he says, well, get the people to come off their pedestals, he says, as, um, as superior beings and down to the level of animals. And he says it would be fine too if they start to basically interact sexually like animals because they won't bond to any person and then they won't have a family. Not a big part of it. Well, look around you today. Look around you today. It's pretty well gone, isn't it? The old society. The big boys aren't stupid. They study us minutely under microscopes, every single one of us. And today it's so easy because we help them with all the gadgets and all the programs we download etc., uh, to help them monitor us and put you into your category. You're all categorized, including the Patriot Movement is all categorized. Who are the followers? Okay, and then you subcategorize them into what kind of followers, what do this bunch want, that bunch want, etc., etc. And everyone's categorized and put in their pigeonhole. So anyway, we've got an article tonight on Louis, Louise Thoreau, uh, one of the people who believe uh, basically Kabbalah, basically, California, where there's no right or wrong, you know, there's no right or wrong, there's only change, and change always brings misfortune to some and profit to others. 
So he's complaining about the decline of the industry because there's so many youngsters now have been so contaminated with it to put their own pornography up with all the technology we have today. Isn't that terrible? Hmm? Well, it's even worse, as I say. We're going through all the things when you were coming because everything, it's like many, many years ago, an elderly lady phoned up on RBN. It was, it was John Stadmer she talked to. And she said, she said, I've watched the Patriot Movement and followed it for 60 years. I haven't seen anything being stopped regarding this world agenda, cultural agenda, every part of the agenda. And it's true. It hasn't been stopped. We have to reevaluate everything, folks, if you want to understand reality. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix. Casual workers at a warehouse in Melbourne's West are being required to wear and pay for armbands identifying them as non-permanent staff. The armbands contain employee number on barcodes and must be used to obtain scanning equipment needed for their work, whereas permanent workers at the Sunshine Warehouse do not have to wear the armbands. The case came to light as unions raised concerns over the increased uh, causalization of labour. 5% uh, of Australia's workforce, or about 605,000 people, are now employed by labour hire firms, all privatised, according to the Bureau of Statistics. But just like Orwell said, they got bureau, the Bureau of Statistics runs everything. So labour hire casual workers are concentrated in warehousing, manufacturing, property, business services, and the health and community services. So this started with a bunch at the Sunshine Warehouse, the first time to have barcoded armbands on them. So they're, they're barcoding the workers now. And here's also an article here, and it's from a TV station in the U.S. The RFID chip is unleashed on USA, and it's on the Utah News, in fact, where else? Eh? And um, it said that... Uh, on May 29th, this is the news in Utah aired the segment on RFID chip. The government wants chip uh, children, chip children to get them to go to school. They want, they want to chip the children to get them to go to school. They say it's to bring revenue to the school district and people in Mexico are already using it on their children because of kidnappers. That's the excuse in, in Mexico. Many people think that the technology is not a good idea and proof that the children that are in school means more money for the district. And it's true enough, the more children that they can track and trace all day long, that they then they then get a million dollar uh, per school or more for more children attending school, not skipping it, you see. This all comes down to cash at the end, because that's all we are, productive units, you understand. We, we are, that's what our job is. And out comes, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, baby in womb's entire gene code is mapped. I love how, I love these scientific uh, hooplas that they go out. It's like, it's like when they brought Prozac out, all the newspapers, uh, without getting paid, I, I think, I don't know, because there's a, a whole scheme where, where you can get whole pages written as, as a kind of documentary type thing on a company, but it's actually an ad. But they all, they all came out at the time saying Prozac. Prozac was going to change the world, make everybody happy. And, of course, government would love you all be happy and dumb and stupid, but happy nonetheless. And then it all came out afterwards about Prozac uh, suicides and Prozac murders and all the rest of it. 
But they always come out with every new thing that's always a fantastic thing, and they always overstate it, sometimes vastly. So, Baby in Womb's entire gene code is mapped. It says, a major scientific breakthrough has enabled the mapping of an unborn baby's entire genetic code using DNA taken from its parents. Throws at Seattle University of Washington said their new technique would make it possible to scan for 3,500 genetic disorders before birth, ABC News reported yesterday. Now that means, of course, just like all the other scans they do today and tests that they do, it's a big thing now, pre-testing, and it falls with abortion generally, if there's any any possible chance that they could claim that this child may have this, that, or whatever, then it's up to the parents. And I've gone through so many of the articles where people who didn't go through with abortions found that perfectly healthy children. What does it say for those whose parents did go through with them? How many have been slaughtered because of this wonderful thing called science? You understand that when you go into a lab for any blood work or anything, half the results are false positives or false negatives. Did you know that? It's always been that way. I hope you do know that and don't forget it. And that's why you ought to get at least a minimum of three tests for the same thing. And even then, it's going to take two out of three and I hope for the best. It's not that accurate at all. And the same with these DNA tests and all the rest of it. Oh, they may or may not get. Well, what does that tell you? They may or may not be prone to this, that or the other. So there's the, the hoopla one about the, how wonderful it is. And this other one comes out and says genetic screening of the unborn babies may be inaccurate. The new test for genetic screening of unborn babies will not be 100% accurate and may scare parents into believing their children will be born with a disability when they are healthy, Lord Robert Winston warns. And it says that um, says American experts have developed the blood test, which they claim could be used to routinely screen fetuses for more than 3,000 genetic conditions. But researchers that recognize that the ability to predict the genetic code of a fetus at just 18 weeks could raise many ethical questions because of the likelihood it would lead to more abortions. Well, you see, folks, it ties in with depopulation because the purpose of this hoopla is to get more power to, to make you go along with abortions. More so in certain lower classes, you understand. It's always happening, like Planned Parenthood, look at where most of the clinics are. Now, some British experts have cautioned that the test, which is still many years from being used in clinics, may do more harm than good because in many cases it would be very hard to predict how a mutation would affect a child and how severe their disability may, might be. And uh, others argue that any information which parents can be given to help them prepare for a, possibly, uh, a possible eventuality after the child is born or decide to terminate the pregnancy should not be withheld. So it's just going more and more into an agenda. It's all agenda-focused because you just have to go in to see who funds all these tests and then look at the associations they belong to and then you start to get the picture. It doesn't take much to do a little bit of investigation on it. And this article here, too, is to do with elite schools. People are always talking about elite schools and how wonderful it is, but elite schools have an awful lot of problems. They always have that, especially the ones who are boarding schools. This is elite Horace Mann prep school students tell of decades of sexual abuse. Teachers and coaches at the Bronx Horace Mann School abuse teens, according to a New York Times report. Back with more on this after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm back cutting through the matrix and talking about this uh, elite school, of course, the, the Horace Mann School Prep School. This is a New York Times Magazine story to be published Sunday, outlines multiple incidents of molestation by at least three teachers, a lot more than that over the years, and coaches at the Horace Mann School between 78 and 1994, and describes the school's discreet response, which did not involve telling police or parents. One, school, one student who was abused for years eventually killed himself, so did one of the teachers, quietly forced to resign after complaints from the boys. Some ex-students traced lifelong problems with alcohol and failed relationships to their abuse at the Bronx School. One of them said, I've been running with it from this thing most of my life. Two predators were ousted, but one especially brilliant music teacher survived rape accusations and remained on staff for years, choosing a new anointed favorite boy every year, the story says. The teachers who vanished without exception or explanation went to other schools where they had access to other children because of the $37,275 a year private school's emphasis on discretion, the story says. I mean, this school churns out a lot of people that are well-known. Some of them ended up in the CIA, etc., at the top, like, you know. It says a shocking expose is written in 1982 by 1982 Horace Mann alumnus Amos Camel. It was posted online Wednesday. There were no allegations of recent abuse of the Horace Mann, whose many illustrious alumni include former Governor Elliot Spitzer and New York Times publisher Arthur Schulzberger. Dozens of former students flooded the paper's website with comments suggesting there were several more predators at the prep school of Bethwar over the years. One said, I'm furious, I feel like the school I cherished didn't protect me, wrote one woman. I was there, I heard rumors, I did nothing to all of the victims, my classmates and those who came later. I'm so sorry that I did nothing to help, wrote another one. Horace Mann's response was guarded. The former trustee told Camel, no one will talk to you. They are all lawyering up. They're all getting their lawyers to to front for them. The school's headmaster, Thomas Kelly, sent a letter to parents Wednesday alerting them that the story was being published. These allegations are highly disturbing and absolutely abhorrent, he wrote. We can assure you that none of the individuals mentioned in the article is currently employed by the school, nor have they been for a number of years. One of the villains of the magazine piece was Mark Wright, a charismatic and popular art teacher who was also the football coach, a former student described as being asked to sit for a portrait. I guess the rest of them went off to the now-failing porno industry in Hollywood, as I mentioned at the start of the show. But if anything goes now, there's no right or wrong anymore, is there? It's, you know, it's just all different lifestyles and things. And um, I mentioned briefly yesterday, too, about this bit of a comic thing, actually, that one of the guests uh, at the Royal Jubilee on the Royal Barge that went down the, 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 the canals, etc., uh, along with the Queen and the entourage, uh, was um, a sex offender. It says, members of Parliament have called for inquiry into the security blunder after reports that one of the guests of the Royal Barge during the Diamond Jubilee River pageant was a convicted sex offender. I wonder which one of them it was, eh? All the royalty. Anyway, MPs have called for inquiry into it, and it says, um, Mr. Singh Rana was present on the spirit of Chartwell, that's the tug, uh, standing next to Prince Harry, the Duchess of Cambridge and Prince William. Harbinder, Harbinder Singh Rana, 52, was jailed for four years after he was found guilty of assaulting women in their homes while posing as a doctor. But Mr. Singh Rana was present on the spirit of Chartwell, standing next to Prince Harry 
the Duchess of Cambridge and Prince William. At times, he was just a few feet from the Queen. Well, he wouldn't touch the Queen. She was a bit old for him. I think he was all the young ones he went for. He said he'd been invited as a guest of the Prince of Wales through his work for the Anglo-Sikh Heritage Trail, which promotes the Sikh community in Britain. I think they should get someone else to represent them. Prince Charles office said it had been unaware of Mr. Singh Rana's convictions when he was invited. Do you know everybody else, and even the people lining the banks would all have background checks on them, all the peasants? But you belong to a special club, you know. Then, uh, no, no, it's just straight in the door. Anyway, it says that the former consultant, who has also served in the Inner City's Religious Council as an advisor to the government, <laughs> <laughs> They're all pervs, you understand that. Told the Daily Mirror uh, he had not had to tell anybody of his criminal record and was not asked during the vetting process. So, there you go. Uh, now, another link I'm putting up tonight is of the massive experimental drone uh, that takes to, takes, to, takes to the skies above Ed for Edward's uh, AFB. It's a video. And it's a, a, a type of... Uh, unmanned aerial vehicle, like a blimp-type thing, but it was incredibly high. They've had them for years, actually. They've had quite a few, but some of them got blasted. And when they ended up in Toronto, I think, it blew up from the States a few years ago and smashed itself to pieces. So this is another one, because your tax money's got to go somewhere. It's a massive experimental drone designed by Boeing Company engineers to fly for up to four days at a time, completed its first test flight above the Mojave Desert at Edwards Air Force Base. It's called the Phantom Eye, and its hydrogen-fueled propulsion system have the potential to vastly expand the reach of military spy craft. The longest that reconnaissance planes can stay in the air now is about 30 hours. Now it says, um, in the test flight which took place Friday, the Phantom Eye circled above the, the, the base and so on at 4,080 feet uh, for 20 minutes. After touching down the vehicle had problems when the landing gear dug into the lake bed and broke. Well, that'll cost them a few million there. They get a better leg, ten million bucks or something, because government makes these things. The Chicago-based company said engineers are assessing that the damage were assessed, but I added that they plan on putting the Phantom Eye through more demanding test flights in the future. It's got a 150-foot wingspan and an egg-shaped fuselage. The drone was built at Boeing's Phantom Works Complex in St. Louis with engineering support from facilities in Huntington Beach. Beach. The, do- the drone is designed to spy over vast areas at an altitude of up to 65,000 feet. And listen, listen to what the president says of this, this company. Now listen to this. You better remember this, this, this little statement here. It says, This day in ushers in a new era of persistent intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance. Right? Persistent intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. Where an unmanned aerial aircraft will remain on station for days at a time, providing critical information and services. It's all services, you understand. Says Phantom Works President Darrell Davis in a statement. The flight puts Boeing on a path to accomplish another aerospace first, the capability of four days of unrefueled autonomous flight. So you're now in a persist, an era of persistent intelligence and surveillance and reconnaissance. How's that sound to you? It's like ongoing war, ongoing terrorism for your, for your, the whole of your life. You're never going to see a breakup of this. It's just going to get worse and worse as they train you and train you into this new system of theirs. And talking again about schools and elite schools and all the rest of it, from former Vancouver private school teacher pleads guilty to child porn charges as a worldwide investigation. It says, um, Christopher Charles, 
Ingvaldsen, 43, was arrested in June 2010. The trial is just taking place now when he was fired from his teaching job at St. George's School. The former teacher at the Vancouver Private School has pleaded guilty of two of four child porn charges that arose from an international police investigation involving the online social network site Facebook. Christopher Charles Ingvaldsen, 43, was arrested in June 2010 when he was fired from his teaching job at St. George's School. He was head of social studies. <laughs> he was charged with two counts of importing and distributing child pornography, accessing child pornography and possession of child pornography. He recently pleaded guilty to accessing and possessing child porn and will be sentenced uh, May 24th. I guess that's been done. At the time of, of Ingleson's arrest, the Australian Federal Police announced a total of 11 people had been arrested as part of a coordinated operation against a child porn ring across Australia, the United Kingdom and Canada. And they're running all through Facebook, by the way. WorldNet Daily had an article a few weeks ago about, uh, they came across some of these child porn ones as a disperused Facebook. It's amazing what's out there, apparently. And Facebook, again, is uh, no right and wrong, is there, in this new capitalistic world. And um, a lot of nasty stuff is going on right in front of people's eyes. Everybody's so jaded, they probably wouldn't think of it today. Nothing shocks them anymore. So an Australian police officer created an online identity on Facebook and was approached by a number of the network who, which led to the charges. It's just as common as can be now. But with just a different alternate, you know, lifestyle and stuff like that. And this article too is to do with, um, Australia's drones. It's quite amazing. Australia, every country has got to get in on the drones, you see, under the, the, the allegiances that they have and alliances they have and treaties that they have. A senior Australian Defence Force officer has revealed details of how the Royal Australian Air Force deploys Israeli-owned drones for battlefield surveillance and to target anti-government Islamic fighters in Afghanistan. It's like, remember, too, when the guy who was in charge of uh, Homeland Security, the first guy that appointed, was the guy who pushed in all the scanners at the airports once he left and they were buying them from Israel. Well, here now, here's Australia buying, they're not even buying them, they can only rent them from Israel. Israel still owns these drones. And even at that, they've got to rent it through a Canadian company that fronts for Israel. Wing Commander Jonathan McMullen says Australia is just buying ours on the Heron drones from a Canadian company, then turn leases them from AIA, Israel Aerospace Industries, which is wholly owned by the Israel government. While enthusiastically endorsing the Heron's capabilities, Wing Commander McMillan was highly critical of the quality of training provided by Israeli and Canadian instructors to Australian drone crews. So why don't you make your own then and give some work to your own people since you're giving lots to people abroad? And this is an interesting one on this this, uh, Canadian uh, porn uh, homosexual guy that was... uh, a kind of wannabe character that wanted to be noticed. He's just a classic criminal psychopath in a sense. Uh, when he was caught, of course, in, in Germany, he skipped off to Germany and was caught actually looking up uh, the different articles concerning himself because his ego is so huge. Animal activists claim responsibility for videos linking Luca Magnota, this is the guy who was sending parts of human bodies to, to politicians' headquarters, it says, to the Hollywood sign killing. So as an animal rights group, it says, Last Chance for Animals, an organization dedicated to eliminating animal exploitation, has taken responsibility for posting a series of YouTube pages glorifying accused Canadian killer Luca Magnota and referencing the case of a severed head 
uh, found by the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles earlier this year, according to an LCA press release. These videos were made by their Special Investigations Unit in an attempt to lure in the killer or his companions using covert tactics often reserved for law enforcement and intelligence agencies. SIU investigators immediately got to work and posted a video glorifying Magnota, dubbing him the James Dean Killer, the press release said. A second video titled uh, One Man, One Icon was produced to continue the facade using family photos of Magnota that had not yet been featured in the press. LCA was founded by a former soap opera actor named Chris DeRose in the 1980s. In addition to Mr. Magnota's family photos, the YouTube videos posted by LCA also featured pictures of the Hollywood sign, references to the Satanic Bible, and a description calling Mr. Magnota the sexiest, the sexiest serial killer ever to walk the earth. Mr. Magnota was arrested in Berlin Monday after an international manhunt after he killed, or allegedly killed, a, and dismembered, even though it's on our own video, a man named Lynn John in Montreal. Mr. Magnota allegedly posted a gruesome video of the crime online and mailed the body parts to the headquarters of Canadian political parties. And something, too, I read an article recently, he was also sending different parts of the body off to schools as well. When he was caught, Mr. Magnota was in an internet cafe reading news articles about himself, Prior to the June killings, Mr. Magnota earned the ire of animal rights activists after he was linked to a series of videos that showed him killing kittens. According to the LCA, their videos caused them to make contact with several individuals who may have been Luca or close associates of Luca, and the information was turned over to law enforcement. So it says uh, that alerted the police in Montreal and Los Angeles to the videos posted by the LCA in light of other potential links between Magnota and Hollywood sign killing. Anyway, it appears that this character did go down to Hollywood uh, at least once, and probably a few times before, looking for work in the, you know, the porn business again. It's California is awfully, well, LA is very, very famous for. And um, who knows? Well, we'll we'll be told the real story, the whole story, you know, maybe years down the road, so not to upset anybody else of interested parties. And. Here's a good one, too. People really think we're kept in this fake reality of justice. There's no justice in anything, even in law. You're an observer in law. You're, you're on the side with all the rest of them as two lawyers uh, cleverly debate points of law amongst each other, and you're out of the picture, even if the case is about you. And even Plato said that there is no justice. There's only the appearance of justice. See? That's how it's always been. Anyway, if this is about a, a school that um, became a whistleblower to do with a corruption charge that was going on with the government. A city that was caught double-charging non-profit water and sewer system users now has adopted a new rate structure that specifically targets the whistleblower with an extra $240,000 in coming fees, according to officials with the school that raised the issue. The new fee structure adopted by Canyonville, Oregon, is scheduled uh, starting June 15th to raise by a huge amount the fees charged to Canyonville Christian Academy through a decision to classify individual dorm rooms without running water at the same rate as multiple bedroom condominiums or apartments. This is how they get there. You understand there's no decency anymore because we're run by crooks, you know. Everywhere it's the same thing, even your local council. It's all crooked. All crooked. 
School officials feel the decision was retaliatory for the complaints about city procedures that for years had charged churches and non-profits double the ordinary water and sewer fees. So there you go. And that's what they do to get their own back, you see. See, in fact, a school spokesman pointed to the action by city officials who cancelled the double-charging ordinance at a council meeting, but within minutes of the same meeting had decided to reclassify the school's dorm rooms as apartments. Then they'll go, ha, 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 ha. That, that's how blatant corruption is today. You can't save a system like that. Don't we understand it? And I'll tell you another thing, too. It's not that it's always, it's always been corrupt, but quieter about things. Using a little bit of savvy here and there. Don't do too much here. Don't do too much there. Remember that comptometer, I think they call him, the one who was taking charge of all uh, a small city. It's actually 16,000 population. She was in charge of all the bookkeeping that finally got to the very top and all expenditures. She, she, remember she got over $50 million. She, she, she pulled from these suckers for over uh, a 15-year period from their taxes, and they didn't notice. Do you realize how much money you're all worth to these characters? They get into every, every council's the same. Then that's where she personally plundered 16,000 people off. They didn't know. And you're all wondering why your streets are busted and the roads are busted and everything else. And they've also got an excuse for you. Oh, we need more taxes. Who's watching the guys at the top? Nobody. And we take it all for granted. And she would make that off 16,000 people without not getting noticed. She was noticed when she would try to grab a bigger lump sum all at once. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. I'm also putting up scenarios for the future from the Rockefeller Foundation. Scary stuff. Oh, oh, the world's going to go to hell and there'll be massive disasters everywhere and terrorism and plagues and yada, yada, yada to keep you worried forevermore, etc., etc. It's worth a read, but it gives you an idea of what they're capable of bringing because what they do is they bring things to happen the way they want it to happen. Uh, You can't make this stuff up and then just hope it happens. Uh, now, there's Jack from Michigan on the line. Are you still there, Jack? Hi, Alan. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yep. Uh, I've been doing some research, and I, I came across this elite school. It's called uh, Le Rosie Institute. Uh-huh. It's kind of interesting because some of their former students, they're all like kings and queens, emperors, actors, mm-hmm. uh, rock stars, you know, all the people who uh, basically rule the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they call the alumni uh, ancient roses. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> well, technically they are. They're probably brothers and sisters in, in more respects than one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's based in Switzerland, and it's like the most expensive school in the world. But I thought that was interesting. And mm-hmm. they, of course, uh, I think they advocate you know, vegetarianism for the, the students there. Yeah. Kind of like... Uh, Seems like uh, Pythagoras and Rosicrucianism. They uh, they have something against eating meat. Yeah, yeah it's it's an old system. They're they're hypocrites, mind you, uh, but uh, they they do eat it. And I, I know the one you're talking about in, in Switzerland, and uh, of course they all go out at night and, and uh, eat all the burgers and 
and stuff like that. Mind you, you get good burgers over there. You get real meat and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, the old stuff is still taught to them because it's important to understand even the philosophers, if you're going to start to get put into a position to rule the general public, the, the cattle, you got to understand the, the old philosophers who taught this quite openly a long, long time ago. There's different kinds of, of, of animals, and they're the higher animals and we're the lower ones. So uh, they, they go into that, and, and Switzerland is a big place for it. Why do you think it's got that little red cross there and all that, you know, where all that came from? So all the symbols of, of uh, Switzerland are amazing. Even the, the, the Knights Templars' symbols are all over uh, Bern and, and other cities in, in Switzerland. The massive banking system, the special graveyards with the big black uh, Masonic obelisks there. That instead of having the grey ones, they have pure black ones imported. And they have silver caps to them all. They're huge uh, for these famous, wealthy, generally the banking class for the world. Yeah, They're very important. Just amazing because they just go to a totally different school. It's completely isolated from the rest of the world, and they just grow up. And it's not just like a high school. It's you know they get them young at you know probably like seven, I think. Well, well you've, you've got to you see you've got to always separate the ones the future leaders, and uh, the parents were separated as well and taught a completely alternate version of history and reality. And they're top. It's very pragmatic, you know. You know, we understand you're the top predators, and and we live off the sheep. We're the good shepherds, as well. But we're predators, as Albert Pike said. We make no um, excuse for nature for being the top predators. And and here's how life really is. And, and they're given the basic facts of how the world really works, and 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 really how stupefied the domesticated public are, um, and we're kept that way so that these characters can con us. Forever and ever and ever. And, um, so yeah, they're taught reality as opposed to this nonsense that we are fed, uh, a mixture of Hollywood and fake history at school. So they will respond whenever they wave a flag and we're off to fight for them again. <laughs> but thanks for calling, yeah. Thanks for my call. Yeah, everything's a con, folks. And at the bottom level, it's nothing but cons. From Hamish Marcel, Frontier Canada, is good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you. <laughs>